Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. Here we are back again for another episode of Active Listening. I'm your host, Marco Galbraith with T4 Tactics. And uh, I just wanted to give some quick policy and legal updates to those uh, University of Facebook experts that are out there that have never even sat in a police car for 10 minutes, well, at least not in the front seat, um, but they seem to know everything. So let's just review this uh, shooting at the Wendy's parking lot um, where RB, I'm not even gonna say his name, I'll say his initials, where RB was uh, unfortunately killed. Uh, whenever anybody loses their life, it's an unfortunate situation. So 10.40 p.m., the officers are called to Wendy's. Do you hear me? The officers are called to Wendy's. They didn't They didn't find this guy. They didn't hunt him down. There was a complainant because he's blocking the drive-through of Wendy's. Um, he's asleep. He's drunk. It takes the officer uh, several attempts to wake him up. The officer tells him, just pull your car over and take a nap. Uh, he decides to go back to sleep right there in Wendy's parking lot. So the officer tried to give him a break, which if if you know police policy, most police departments in this country have a zero tolerance for DUI. Luckily, this guy made it to Wendy's parking lot before he killed uh, a family member or some family members or himself, which would have been tragic, uh, but that didn't happen. He pulls up into Wendy's, he passes out, he's blocking traffic, Wendy's uh, is calling the police department, they get there, cop tries to give him a break, he didn't want to take it, he falls back to sleep. The police officer has to make another contact with him. So. If you're familiar with police work, a lot of them, like I said, have a zero tolerance for DUIs, um, driving under the influence. Uh, and, and it's because mainly because of back in the, uh, the mid-80s, early 90s, Mothers Against Drunk Driving, which is MAD, um, put pretty, pretty much a lot of pressure on police departments. I can tell you in my police career, I was a cop from 85 to 2007, and I worked uh, as a supervisor in numerous cases where police officers, judges, attorneys, prosecutors, uh, business people, people of all uh, race and color um, were brought in for DUI. We had a zero tolerance policy. If you were a cop and you're involved in an accident, you get pulled over, you're going to you're going to jail for DUI. So the officer kind of went above and beyond this and gave the guy a break when he really probably shouldn't have under their zero uh, zero tolerance policy, but uh, but he's trying to give the guy a break. A lot of people on Facebook um, have said that well the, the, the investigation for DUI was 20 minutes. That's normal for a DUI investigation. 20 to 30 minutes on the roadside is normal to run through the test. To be fair to the guy, if you're doing a DUI investigation, you don't fly through the test. More than likely, that person has never had a DUI test, field sobriety test run on them. So we take our time, we explain it to them. One of the procedures of a DUI field sobriety test is do they have the ability to follow simple instructions? That's why you go slow, you speak clear. Some officers will give them several chances to take the test. You have to demonstrate the test. So for some of these people on social media, 20 minutes is a long time. It's not a long time. Um, the officers were professional. 
extremely professional. They did everything by the book up to this point. There was no reason at all for RB to feel that he was in danger. So they decide to uh, arrest him for DUI. Now, now let's go back a little bit. People say, "Well, he wasn't driving," or "Can't we give him? A, can we let him walk home?" So police work is a lot of damned if you do, damned if you don't. So he, you don't have to be driving to get a DUI. You have to be in actual physical control of the vehicle. When the police officer found him, he's sleeping with the car uh, idling. I don't know whether the car was in park or the foot's on the brake, but he's in actual physical control of the vehicle. That constitutes a DUI investigation. If you let him walk home, let's switch the scenario around. That officer says, dude, I can't leave you with your car because you're intoxicated. You can walk home. Okay, so he walks home, he gets mugged, or he wanders out into traffic because he's intoxicated and something horrible happens to him. Who do you think is going to get sued? The police officer for letting him walk home. So there's a lot of reasons why we don't just come across a drunk. Uh, as police officers, we don't just come across a drunk or an intoxicated person and just let them go. Once you stop somebody, this goes back to the incident that happened in Minneapolis. Once a police officer stops somebody, their safety is that officer's concern. In other words, their safety is that officer's obligation. Under policy, it's their obligation to make sure that person is safe uh, until they're released from their from custody. So they tell him he's under arrest. Uh, he um, th there's there's also a different type of fighting. If the guy just runs away, there's there's and I'm talking Florida law. All the states are different, uh, especially here in Virginia where we're at now. They're different. But in Florida, it was uh, resisting without violence. If you just ran. If you fight the police, it's resisting with violence. So you go from a misdemeanor to a violent felony. He, choose, he chose to resist with violence. He fights the officers. He's resisting their commands. They're, they're following policy, trying to restrain him. They're using justifiable use of force under those circumstances. Their use of force matrix, which, which police officers have to follow. Uh, they're giving verbal commands, stop resisting, stop resisting. He's ignoring those commands. He grabs the taser. Now it is just ex escalated greatly. Cops have to get hit with tasers uh, before you carry them. Most departments will do it in the police academy, uh, and then other departments will wait until you're issued the taser, and you have to get stunned by it. What they want those officers to realize that is if you get hit by that taser, you are incapacitated. You're done. Whoever controls that taser controls you. And I say that because in police training, we teach them if your taser was to get out in a fight and someone tases the officer, they control you. You are completely immobilized. They can kick you in the face numerous times. They can take your gun and shoot you. You, They own you. So that's the concern that, uh, that I have for him taking the taser. Nobody made him fight. He chose to fight the police. So um, a taser will also fire numerous times. So it will, it will fire the stun, uh, the barbs. It'll fire the barbs across. And then a lot of people think, well, it can only be fired one time. You can still do a lot with that taser. It's a contact taser. You can, you can tase somebody. I don't know in this incident whether the uh, RB had actually fired the taser or not. Um, I'm not going to talk about the shooting, whether it was right or not, because I don't want to get into that. I was not there. This is simply to go over police procedures so people understand that a DUI investigation is not as easy as it looks. You can't just let somebody go. Uh, if you do, you're liable. So 
Uh, tons of things to consider, but hopefully some of the University of Facebook grads, the criminal justice majors uh, on social media will listen to this podcast. Get some facts before you just put something out there. Here's an idea. Do some research. Get some facts. So active listening, if you want to comment on this uh, on this podcast, you want to put in your two cents, you can go to my Facebook page, T4 Tactics. It's the letter T, the number four tactics. Hopefully this is giving you a little bit of inside information on police procedure. The policy book is about twice the size of a phone book, and these cops have to follow all that. So uh, let's remember in this incident, who, who made this guy RB? Who made him go to Wendy's? drive there drunk and again thank god he didn't kill out kill a family but any any death is tragic this death is tragic i feel for his family uh i feel for his friends but bottom line let's be real about this who made him drive drunk to wendy's and pass out who made him disregard the break that the police officer first tried to give him who made him fight who made him grab the taser you know what the answer to that is rb I hope this has been some insight. I hope it gave you some legal uh, a background of what's going on with, with some of these cases. Uh, be safe. You've been listening to Active Listening with T4 Tactics.